Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. Our quote of the day is from a Greek, Hippocrates. Hippocrates. I like how you said that better. (laughs) Much more fun. (laughs) Let food be thy medicine. Thy medicine shall be thy food. It's one of my favorite quotes. Heel Squad. What's up, Heel Squad? Welcome back. Today we are chatting with Camilla Alves McConaughey about her new children's book, Just Try One Bite. So the connection to Hippocrates is right there because she is teaching parents through the children about food and how to... um, eat healthier and make better choices, right? We're talking about her personal relationship with food, how uh, she got to her healthy place, and so much more. Um, we pre-taped this interview. We had a really amazing conversation with her. I've always loved her whenever I've seen her out and about. She's always so lovely and so sweet and attentive Um, in the middle of chaos of like the Oscars or whatever. I didn't ask her if she was going to be at the Oscars this year. I bet they will be. Probably. I think they're going to pull out all the stops. But um, I mean, the Oscars. We need ratings. Uh, So um, anyhow, she is uh, very, very into healthy eating and spreading that message, whether it's through her website, Women of Today, or obviously this book. Um, and we had the coolest conversation. It's so funny. I just love seeing where it goes. And, you know, at the end, I remembered I wanted to ask her about whether he was running for governor. Like there were so many starred questions on here that I was like, I really want to know this. And I really want to know that. But I forgot to get to any of it because I was just going with the flow. But the flow is where all the all the great stuff come. come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... um. I didn't know if we were going to get into like there are things that I'm curious about when I do these interviews, but I don't know if we're ever going to get there. But if it yeah. naturally goes there, then I will. And I love hearing her engagement story. And I laughed because in the middle of it, I realized, oh, we have such a similar, interesting kind of moment because 
I don't know a lot of people that jump the opposite way of <laughs> the person is proposing to them unless they really don't like them. Right. It was more just, well, it's funny from the get, you guys were like very, I mean, bonded over from, or from starting with the type one diabetic, like, and being with you that year and living with you, I saw everything you had to deal with. So for me listening to her, I'm like, damn, like it, it mirrors so much. And mm-hmm. I've never heard you be able to share that or like, share that similar experience with someone, you know? So that was cool. So from the get, you guys were bonded and then it just kept going and going and going. So I I really, really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. She's, she's fun, but yeah, it's, it's interesting when you have someone you love who has diabetes and that whole journey is, is a lot. I didn't know we were going into that. Um, but we went into a lot of different places and I think you guys are going to really enjoy this conversation. Camilla Elvis McConaughey. Here we go. Look, just try one bite. I was assuming it was going to be the parents talking to the kids to try to get them to eat their vegetables. And I was wildly surprised to see the kids are actually educating the parents. But what's funny about that, Camilla, is I feel like so often it's the kids trying to teach the parents. They're learning stuff at school. They're coming home. Like my generation or our generation, we were like coming home and telling our parents, don't smoke. It kills. It's bad. Um, and, and different things. So, uh, it makes sense. And it was so cute and so funny. Um, and I loved it. I am so happy to hear that. Wait, are we on right now? Yeah. Or yeah. We are. Okay, yeah. Good. I figure we just get to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for taking the time to, to, to read it. Um, you know, this whole, you're so right about the kids teaching the parents. I mean, I know my kids taught me so much, right? Um, they have influenced me in so much. I mean, look, I used to hide candy and chocolate up in my closet where they can't, you know, they couldn't get to and they caught me, right? One, they called me one time and they set me down and it's like, what are you doing? Like, this is out of control, you know? You know, we give you the time of the month and you go, you know, binge on mm-hmm. sweets or whatever. And I was like, you know what? You guys are right. You guys are right. I'm not practicing what I preach to you guys, right? Like, and I still have my chocolate, but, you know, I found this vegan chocolate. It's better for you, easier to, you know, whatever, whatever. So you're right. Kids do influence and teach us so much. But I also feel that in this topic, it is so much guilt to families, you know, parents, families about you have to do the right thing. You have to be perfect. You have to do this way or that way. And I thought that this book, the way that we put it together, is just in a fun way, mm-hmm. taking that guilt out of like, hey, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to you know, stress out about it, just create a balance, you know, just have the conversation. I think the biggest thing is really having the conversation. Yeah. And and just to do better. And I do think it was funny and, 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 and that releases a lot of the kind of defense mechanisms, right? It really does. I mean, what other kids book that you have a kid going to the parent, you know, a kid reading to the parent going in your face, my Monday, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, you don't really get to do that that much, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, you grew up eating healthy, right? Like I imagine in Brazil, you guys ate healthy. So this is the thing. I come from a family of farmers, right? My dad is a farmer into today. We have a farm together in Brazil, all of that. 
So the relationship with food and where food came from and what it took to get, you know, food on the table and all of that, super strong, like extremely strong and very clear to me growing up. But I'll tell you what, we never had the conversation about sugar Mm. in our household. So sugar was like free for all. Like I grew up having so much sugar and guess what I struggle with into today? Sugar. Really? That's my biggest struggle. That's my biggest struggle. And I see my husband who he, you know, he had that conversation growing up. His mom was very more strict on that and had that conversation. And he can sit at a table, dessert table, have a little bit, be like, I'm good. I'm satisfied. And I'm like, how do you do that? Right. Um, So I think that you know, understanding the relationship between food and your body and what it does and what's good for you and not, it's extremely important. And the earlier you start, like if you start having that conversation with your kids, with your cousin, with your brother and sister, you know, when they're little, you most likely are setting them up for a lifelong of good habits. Mm -hmm. If you start early, right? If you don't, they're going to be struggling at some point with it. They're going to find out. We all find out at some point, oh, I shouldn't be having this. I shouldn't be having that. How many moments in your life as an adult or, you know, in your late teens, early 20s, you went, if I only knew that, how come did I not know that? I've been doing this for so long and it's not good for me. Yeah. Well, and the American diet is so different, right? Like my parents are from Greece and, you know, we were raised in, you know, just outside of Boston, Massachusetts, but they had their own garden and we ate from the garden. And I watched my parents have like such extreme pride over like how big their zucchinis were and how red their tomatoes were. And oh my God, look at how big they are. And and so we grew up eating really healthy. Um, even in the supermarket, I remember we would grab like green beans and eat them raw like that and the carriage and, um, And my dad was type one diabetic. So I would have thought that sugar would have been such a big no-no in my house. But I think my mom was so busy trying to keep him alive that it was less about like what we should or shouldn't have. The house was never stocked with anything unhealthy Mm -hmm. um, outside of, you know, maybe some soda for my dad, like a diet soda. But um, when we had parties and the ice cream came and the chips came, I used to snatch it go to the attic and hoard it with my cousins. I would be like, oh yeah. I was like, finally we have good stuff because my friends, you'd go to their houses and they'd have freezers full of ice cream and all that stuff. We never had that in my house. So I was kind of a little repressed. And so when I went to college, I just went crazy. I gained the freshman 40, not 10 and had this whole experience only to come back to you know, my normal size and eat healthy again and, um, try to get better and better with it. But it is right. If you have that foundation to start with, you know where to go back to. 
Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. Exactly. That is so important because even in your example, like you're saying, like you went off of it, mm-hmm. but you had a strong foundation. So you're like, oh, I know, I know what it is. I went yeah. off of it. I know exactly what to go back to, right? Yeah. To find, find your way back to it. You know, it's funny you say, uh, you know, I know you're from Greece. I obviously, I, I follow your journey, um, you know, on social and all of that. And I, Greece is one of my favorite places in the planet. I was going to ask you, cause I know you lived in Athens for a period of time too, right? I've lived in Athens twice <laughs> in my life and I absolutely love, I still have friends there into oh, wow. today from when I lived there when I was, you know, 19 years old. Um, great friends, really great friends. And, and we'll go back, we'll go back. Now I go back with my whole family and they, you know, now they have families and we all gather and spend a good amount of time together. And my brother has type one diabetes. Does he really? Yep. Yep. I grew up with him having type one diabetes and it's been, uh, so, you know, the journey, I know the journey Anybody that knows that journey too. It's not an easy one. Um, up until today, I mean, he's, you know, he's a grown man now and he was just, he was just here visiting. And up until today, I'm still waking up when he's here. I'm, I still wake up in the middle of the night to go check on him. Oh my gosh. Um, that's a really interesting conversation because I've never really had that in so long with people um, or in all these years of having a dad with type one diabetes. I thought I was the only one, but my mom and I, always had to be so in sync with him to make sure he was alive, right? Because the blood sugar drops. Do you guys have a, like a CGM unit for him, a continuous glucose monitoring system? So now we do, but as you know, for the longest time, that wasn't like yeah. when he was growing up, that didn't exist, you know, like the, this, you know, the pump and the sensor yeah. and all those things that wasn't really around. And then when it came out, I mean, in us, I don't know with your dad being from Greece, but I know like us being from Brazil, we couldn't get it in Brazil. So my brother had to come here. And then because he wasn't from here, then he, they couldn't, he couldn't get here. We had to get him to Panama to go get this thing and get the training and the pump. Wow. Um, and it's a constant, you know, it's a constant thing. Like, you know, he came in and he was running out of sensors and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know, he had like few days without the sensors. Yep. That's when I panic. I know me too. And, and, you know, and literally I'm calling the company I'm calling cause he's, he was getting a new pump. So it was a transition when he was here and, you know, I'm calling, he missed, he actually had an episode in the middle of the night. Mm. I went and check on him 
and he was fine. And I went back to sleep and he had an episode. And, you know, and when we call it a hep- episode, how do you say it in English? Hypoglycemia? Hi- hi- yeah. How do you say it in English? Where, you know, like he basically, they start, you know, shaking and... He went too he, low. Yeah. So um, he kind of got all, you know, once you have that, you're very woozy for a long time. And he had this appointment at six in the morning and he missed it. And I missed it. And then that day I was like freaking out, like calling, like, you know, like leaving a bunch of voice messages, trying to get over somebody like, we need to reschedule this. He doesn't have any sensors. We need to do this training for the mom, this and that. But, you know, he got it. But we had a conversation because he had those few days of, you know, it's so hard. I don't think people sometimes really understand how hard it is to actually have that in your life. Um, You have to be, everything is a mathematic equation mm-hmm. like constantly 24 7 and um he was talking about of like how he doesn't know if he could he can have he could ever go back to a life without the pump oh yeah absolutely not I mean my dad um when we got him on the pump and uh the Dexcom unit for his CGM it, our lives changed because we used to have to be so in tune and connected with my dad. I could be 3,000 miles away and I would know if his sugar was low. And I would just psychically kind of know, call my mom, and we would have to look for him, find him on the streets. I mean, we would just, we both were in tune. With the Dexcom now, we can actually breathe. I can check his blood sugar right now on my phone and, and I have peace. But there is this thing with my dad, and I don't know if your brother still has this too, So my dad has always run his blood sugar very low. Mm -hmm. And so 60 is normal for him. 50 is normal for him. Most people at 40 are in the hospital. My dad, 40, he can still, you know, be totally normal. And so um, he will let it run too low. And then the danger there is once in a while, it gets to that place where now they don't know what to do to fix it. And if they're Mm -hmm. alone, that's when you can lose them. Yeah. Yeah. It is very true. And my brother has, and I don't know, I don't know if your dad has this, but my brother, I'm, I'm not there yet where my brother is comfortable sharing his numbers. Like he's very like, I'm okay. Like, you know, yeah. he's like, I'm a grown man. I'm fine. Yep. Right? And it's not my dad. Like I can't, you know, force him. <laughs> my brother, right? yeah. I can't be like, you have to. My dad has no choice. I go into the phone. He doesn't know what I'm doing. And I just share everything. <laughs> I'm like, you have no choice, buddy. Exactly. I can't do that with my brother, right? Yeah. He's just savvy. It's like, no, like, you know, I'm fine. Like, you know, I was like, okay, but you're not really fine. Like, I see you, like, you know, and it makes it harder because I get to be the annoying sister that is constantly going as a level. Like, did you eat? Did you, did you, did you eat? Okay, we're going to like take, take the food, take this, take that. And he's, you know, Every so often when he, we were around each other for like, it's like, he blows up on me, you know, and I have to just take it because I get it. I'm being yeah. the annoying one. But to your point, you know, like growing up, you know, we grew up, I, I just have vivid memories of, you know, catching him in the bathroom in the middle of the night, you know, going to almost going into a coma, right? Yep. Like, and running and, and having all of that. So you just, you just don't want them to suffer and go, go through any of that. I can't believe this is the first time I've had this conversation with someone where all these years of, of 
you know, taking care of my dad and you now taking care of your brother too, to have that conversation where people understand, um, those, those moments, right? Because the person with diabetes is very rarely normal, let's say their levels are always going to be maybe a little high, a little low. It's such an odd thing to keep in like a good balance. Like you can, but even your nightmares can run your blood sugar low. There's so many things that you can't even control environmentally. Um, things, your emotions. Yeah. But for the caretaker, I've never had this discussion where someone else understands the pain of having to be on edge, worried all the time. Is the person I love going to be okay? And then when they're not having to revive them, there's that whole process too. And calling that, what do you do? Call 911 first, or do you go get sugar? Do you, are you jamming it in the side of their throat? Like the panic, the fear, all of that, that comes with it. Um, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. I get, I, yeah, I get emotional just, just thinking about it because it is like, you know, Oh, when you just say, do I run to do this? Do I run to do that? Yeah. Cause it is like, you know, as a, as a, um, look, I left home when I was 15. So really like he was doing, you know, I was 13, 14 years old and, you know, finding him and, you know, I mean, you know how it is when you find them in that going through it, like, mm-hmm. you know, their teeth is locked. You have to, you have yep. to push it open because you have to get that, you know, the Coca-Cola in there. You have to get that sugar in there. And then as you're doing that, you're like, am I too late? It, it, did I catch it on time? But I need to do this, but I need to call 911. Like, I got to open it- the door for 911. I mean, we would just like unlock the door, run back the panic. I knew the paramedics and the firefighters by name. They were at our house every week. Oh, I'm sorry. So. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier 
kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. Oh, it was a lot. But the flip side of it is... And I always say this because a lot of my younger cousins were diagnosed with it, is it does teach you the importance of diet and how to keep your your diet in the best place it can be for your health. Because if we all ate like diabetics are supposed to eat, which is what you really um, are championing with, you know, your website, Women of Today, or with this book... Um, you know, we would all be the healthiest people ever, you know? Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. I don't know. And it was sitting here talking, I'm going, huh, maybe, maybe it is part of that that inspired me to, (laughs) to get, you know, to get on this journey that I, you know, subconsciously, I don't even realize is there. Yeah, I'm Um, sure because they teach you, you know, to, to keep your blood sugar levels high. Obviously you don't want anything that's going to spike it. Right. And so you want to have protein, um, fiber and carbs and, you know, fat, you need to have all those things to be able to keep a healthy balance. Yeah. It's very true. It's very, very true. Um, I love seeing your wheels spinning right now. I know. Right. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing to be sorry about. There's a lot to think about. You're like, Oh, maybe this is what's influenced me so much. But it's funny because you say you never had this conversation and I haven't, you know, I'm sitting here also thinking like, I haven't had this conversation either. I don't have any friends. I don't know any, I don't know anybody else, honestly, that grew up dealing with that, with type one. You know, I know people that have type two, but it's a very different relationship and how it all works. Um, And my brother, and I think it's so vivid vivid, because my brother was just here visiting from Brazil and he was with me for a month. Yeah. Um, And it was all of that, all of that, like, came back. Like yeah, I need to have his sensors. I mean, to me, I'll tell you, I have uh, my two friends at Tandem and at Dexcom, AC, <laughs> you know, and Nico. And I'm like, guys, when my mom was sick, it was so excruciating trying to take care of her and him at the same time. So, and because he was so emotionally wrapped up in my mom dying, his supplies would become a nightmare and he wouldn't have his supplies. And all of a sudden I'm out of sensors right now. And I'm like, dad, it takes hours on the phone just to get somebody to answer so we can get this to you. And so anyhow, I made my friends, God bless them. You might, you might need to share that information with me. Yeah, I will. And Susan, <laughs> you might need to, to your friends because that is the sensors, the sensor and the pump that he has. This is what I always say. Sometimes you have to tell people your story and ask, and you never know what's going to happen. So I remember this woman, Susan, I said, listen, my mom is really sick. She has a deadly disease. It is excruciating. I'm trying to work 50 full-time jobs, keep everything afloat, keep her alive. And then I've got my dad I'm trying to keep alive. And I, I can't keep up with the supplies and figuring it out. And sometimes it's last minute because he forgets and he's so stressed. I need help. And she was like, when you need help, just text me. This is just somebody I met on the phone. And she helped me so much. And then when she left, she connected me with someone else. And so I have 
my lines of communication with two people. So when I have an emergency, they have been there for me through this whole journey. And yes, I understand that I, you know, it's, it's probably a lot easier for someone like me. However, I do know that there are a lot of people with heart on the other side of the phone. If you tell them your story, you never know what they're going to do. But you just touched on something so important, you know, because I, I, I kind of experienced this a good amount where people just go, well, you know, if I'll share something that happened or a story that happened and people go, well, but, you know, look where you are in your life, look who you're married to, da, 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 da. and I go, yeah, that does help open doors and communication with people. But if I don't do the right thing, those doors close right away. If I don't go about the right way, it doesn't get anywhere. Mm -hmm. And then I go, I did this before I ever was married to Matthew, before I ever had this, you know, eyeballs on me that I had before. It's just the same fundamental that you are saying of like, you share your story because people forget sometimes that they're talking to another human being. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, you know, even like, you know, with writing the book, right? Uh, I had somebody saying the other day, oh, Matthew wrote a book and then he decided to write a book. I was like, no, I was writing this book way before Matthew, like, <laughs> added to, you know, like worked on his book. It just coming out later mm-hmm. than his, you know, or when I did, you know, the different companies with the baby food and handbags, I'm like, Matthew doesn't know anybody in the food industry. He, you know, he was an actor. Like I had to cold call facilities and companies and grocers and all that stuff. I had to cold call and make my way into those places. So I think that a lot of times people get, you know, like stuck on this sense of like, well, I don't have the connection or I don't know this person. I don't know where to go. Most of the things I have accomplished in my life have been from cold calling people and apologizing to be start with, <laughs> um, asking friends of like, you know, who do you know, asking strangers, mm-hmm. like literally like, <clears throat> I'll go, you know, when I was doing the food company, like I'll go to the grocery store and I'll ask the manager and ask him, okay, who can you connect me with? Da, 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 da. Never met the person in my life and connected with these things with health and my brother and my family, it's always the same thing that you just share. You just share, share your story. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're going to get into people that will be like, sorry, or being rude or whatever it is. But a lot of times you get to people that go, you know what? I'm not supposed to do this, but come over here. Let mm-hmm. me show you this. Or, you know what? Let me, you know, let me help you with that or or this and that. I had so many of those in my life. So many. Yeah. Well, you've had such an interesting journey because you came to this country to model. And I'm pretty sure I have this right. You started off as a housekeeper. I mean, you worked really hard to learn the language and to start from the bottom up. Yeah. I mean, I'm still learning. I'm still working on learning the language. I just (laughs) found out a few months ago that when I was taking English class, they only taught me like a third of what I needed to know grammatically of English language. So I'm like, no wonder. I'm like, no shit. I prop all the time. I'm like, I oh, did not my God. Camilla, do you know what I tell people all the time? I'm like, do not bring the grammar to me because Greek was my first language. I had to learn English 
like you, but obviously younger than you probably. And yes. so, um, so when it comes oh. to grammar, I'm always like, I oh, know I'm Greek. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, as I moved to the state when I was 15 years old, I came to visit my aunt who lived here at the time. And, um, I got on the plane, I was with my mom and I got on the plane and we had a bit of a, a challenging life in Brazil. Um, not necessarily, I grew up in middle class and we never like fell. We always had what we needed. My mom actually worked really hard and she did this crazy thing, which I highly don't recommend. I shouldn't say I highly don't recommend because my brother and I actually became super responsible with money and dividing our blessings financially but she would work and then she'd give like half of her salary to me half the salary for my brother to like wow. do things it was just what we are thinking like I, I will not do that but but somehow like my brother and I are extremely responsible with financial stuff but um so she worked really hard you know we never missed things we knew our family was struggling like you know we would get called up to the doctor to the principal's office about you know not the school not being paid or whatever but they put us on a bus you know private school in town and all those things you know my friends used to take private planes to go to Disney World for the weekend and my brother and I used to take three buses to get to school you know but we were there and we were around a lot of those things um but I knew that I, I had to do something different with my life. I didn't know what it was. And I remember on that flight, I got on the plane with my mom and before the flight took over and I had one suitcase of clothes and I had a large suitcase of books for school. And I looked at my mom and I just said, mom, I don't think I'm coming back. And she goes, I know you're not. And that was it. And we do not talk about it for the whole like we never talked about it again. Wow. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. And I came, you know, it was supposed to be a, I didn't even see my, you know, my parents are divorced. I didn't even see my dad before I left. Cause it was like, I was supposed to come for just 15 days and come back. And then my aunt took me to modeling agencies and we got, you know, I got representation and I didn't go back um, to Brazil. I didn't see my dad for like four or five years. Um, Whoa. And it was, it was the weird thing, the way the immigration law worked then once you applied for this, you needed a special visa to work as a model. So as you're working for that, you can't, you couldn't leave the country, but you couldn't work as a model, but they would give you permission to work a certain amount of hours. Anyway, it's, Weird. it's, it's very complicated. Um, but I didn't speak the language. Um, I didn't know anybody yet besides my aunt and my uncle. Um, they got into a divorce in the middle of all of it. So that became very, very messy. So I went from staying with, you know, my uncle on a three floor house with Porsche, multiple Porsches in the garage, having everything needed to sleeping at somebody that we barely knew, couch in a bad part of town, neighborhood in town, you know, where the ice cream trucks are going around at midnight, you know, um, with two huge dogs like I used to sleep on a couch you know a two two uh, seat couch in her living room and I was like I need to provide for myself you know my parent my parents couldn't they, they exchanged them out of dollar exchange and all of that they couldn't provide for everything that I needed so I'm like I gotta work and I had never worked in my life again growing up in Brazil even though we were middle class my parents kind of gave us everything so I'm like Okay. And we grew up again in our culture. You have people working in your household too, cleaning, doing all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, you know, I was like, I need to work. And I didn't, I didn't speak the language, but my dad always told me this growing up, me and my brother is like, you have to know how to take care of your house. You have to know how to take care of your things because you can be a queen. What happened if the staff doesn't show up. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So we even know we had people working in our household. We learned a lot and to do a lot of things. So I'm like, I know how to clean a house. So I'm like, I don't speak, the, I don't need English to do that. So I just got on the newspaper and, you know, and found a job cleaning houses. And um, you did that for a few years, right? I did that for a few years. Yes. Um, and, you know, they, it was a joke because I was dating somebody at the time who was a musician, actually, and he did really well for himself. And he'll come pick me up and clean the house. And he had a nicer, nicer car than the owners of the house I was cleaning for. And she pulled me aside one time and she's like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> And I'm like, well, but that's his accomplishment, not mine. Mm. Like, I don't take ownership for that right on my broken English trying to say that so I used to clean houses make it I'm going I can go really long so I'm going to try to make this shorter but yes I clean houses I would do uh, English classes at night the free English classes that you can get at community colleges Um, and then as I started learning the English a bit more then I went well 
let me, what's next? It was always like, what's the next thing that I can get myself to do better for myself and for my family? So I was like, well, I can make a bit more money if I work on restaurants, but I still did my English was not good enough. So I did hostess. And then I worked in this um, Mexican restaurant where the menu was just numbers. So it was just, just numbers, like number one, number two. So I'm like, great, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that for a while. And then I continued doing English class. And then finally, I had enough English to take more time working at the Mexican restaurant. And I went to quit to the Italian restaurant where I was host, doing the hostess job. And I remember like it was yesterday. And this was a very fundamental time for me. I remember going to this place and I had this old beat up car that didn't have, what is the thing like when your car is really hard to turn? Oh, not no automatic steering or yeah. I mean, it was like, it was yeah. a workout. And then the car like caught on, it was smoking on the way. There was this whole thing. And I got there and I walked into the restaurant and the owner was too, uh, they're from New York and you know, I walked into the restaurant, they're in a meeting and the owner, he just knew how I walked my body language. And he looked at me and he goes, don't you, can we cuss in here? Sure. <laughs> he was like, don't you fucking come in here to tell me what you, da, 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 and fucking sit down. And I was like, whoa, I had never, like, I didn't grow up like that. Even though I come from a trouble, you know, my parents divorced and all like, nobody had ever talked to me like that and I was just like and I sat there and I was just like what just happened and I was like okay so he finished the meeting he walks to me like very like you know pissed off and he was just like you're not quitting and I'm like well you know I I can make more money at this other place and with my English it's better there and then and he went if Ruben can do it why can't you? And he's like on my face, like if Ruben can do it, why can't you? And I just remember was that light bulb and Ruben, to give you a little bit of the backstory, started working in his restaurant as a busboy. And his English was still very broken, but he worked his way up from a busboy to working in the kitchen, to become a waiter, to then become the manager, one of the managers and one of the best managers at the restaurant. And his English was still broken. Like, you know, like he still had big accent and all of that. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? You're right. I said to him, I said, you're right. And I say, I'll take the challenge. But, and this was also very fundamental for me. Because it was one of the first times, again, coming from a different country, doing other things. I remember every time that I had a problem with people putting me down or being rude or doing something with me of being able to stand up for myself mm. and put limitations on it, right? Like putting my, my boundaries. And I said, well, I'll take the challenge if you don't ever cuss me out like that again. Like I have, like, like I, I can't, like I don't come from that environment, like from that family. It's like, you can't cuss me out like that again. And if you have patience with me of, you know, me learning. <clears throat> Listen, the first week as a waitress, it was it was so bad. It was literally like I would write things down, right? And run back and go, do we have OJ? Like, what's OJ? Do we have OJ? Oh my and then, God. And the other waiters are looking going, 
it's fine. Just <laughs> yes, we have it. It's fine. They're like, it was to that level. Uh, but with like, I think within two and a half months, I was like employee of the month. I was selling the most amount of specials, the most amount of the expensive wine and all of that. So that was really fundamental. And that place kind of became a bit of a family that when I did get everything settled to start modeling, which it took about four years. Wow. How old were you at that point? 19. So I did not start modeling until I was 19. But when I went to model, it was the sweetest thing. All the people, you know, the regulars that will go to the restaurant, the people that work there, they all like did this thing where they say they all had this pile of money. They all put together to give it to me to go to New York for the first time. It was the sweetest. No way. Oh, my God. I want to cry. Really sweet. Wow. Wow. That's really special. You see people. People are, People are good. <laughs> um, so you went and you modeled. It's funny. Um, one of my favorite stories of you and uh, Matthew is when he proposed to you. And I don't know how many people know this story, but I just love that you didn't accept right away. <laughs> and I've never gotten to ask you, why did you not accept right away? And by the way, I think it's the most gangster move ever. Cause you just, you have the power forever after that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. I don't think anybody ever asked me this question. <laughs> I think it was, um, look, I like I, you know, like I shared here, I come from, you know, my growing up was a bit challenging in terms of my mom and dad, right? They got married and divorced to each other three, two times, but ended up divorced two or three times. And then Matthew's parents, the same thing, but they ended up together. We have the same number of splits in our family with our parents. And I always told my parents, I grew up always telling them, don't ever expect me to get married. Like not doing it. Like, you know, not doing, don't ever expect that. My, you know, rebellious side on it mm-hmm. too. Going through. And the most important thing for me was to have a happy and healthy household. That was like my main focus. It's like, as long as I have a peaceful, happy and ha- healthy household and relationship, I'm good. Right. And I had so many people, I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you, I had so many people going, you know, because I didn't come from, you know, at modeling, like you're around a lot of people in the entertainment industry and all, but, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't an actress. I wasn't, you know, like I was still shaping myself and what I was going to do in the world and all of that. And I had so many people telling me, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to. You know, and it's a lot of gossip, too, that says that I give, you know, Matthew the ultimatum, you know, marry or not. Never done that. Um, When he asked and proposed, it was just I had such a fear. I had a like of like, oh, shit, like, is it going to change everything that we have? And I had a terrified gut, like reaction, you know what I mean? I was like, no, 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 like, no, like it's, we're good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not doing this. Um, And immediately I was like, this is my fear talking. This is not my enlightenment, you know, my, my side that 
can evolve, right? That can let the fears of what has happened to me as a as a child, the fear of what happened to me as a teenager, the fear of, you know, what's going to happen. Um, so then I say the answer after. <laughs> <laughs> How long I, did it take? But I, I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> it, wasn't long. it wasn't long. He was doing, you know, he, he basically just, you know, stood on his knees. He was like, uh, you know, I'm going to be here until you change your, you know, you change your answer. <laughs> You know, what's funny is if you look up my engagement, which actually was today, um, this isn't airing today technically, but we got engaged on Howard Stern today, which is also the day of my parents' wedding. Um, Kevin proposed to me. Now we had been together for like 20 years and I was kind of like you or I was, I was like, maybe something's going to change. Everything's good. I don't need to like mess with a good thing. And also I have such like needs for freedom that I was like, Oh my God, I don't want anyone to own me. (laughs) So I had all these like weird things in my own head too. So he surprises me on Howard Stern and proposes. So Camilla, he gets down on one knee, he opens this box, this light explodes, and I think it's a joke. First of all, I dive onto the other side of the couch away from him. I ran away (laughs) and I was like afraid and I was in shock. And I was looking at this thing and as I'm processing, I go, oh my God he's cracking a joke and the whole world's going to think he's the biggest asshole later. Like, I don't know why I was thinking this was a joke and Howard's having to say, Maria, this is when normal girls cry and say yes. And I'm like, uh, uh, so I didn't say yes right away either. (laughs) It took a while. I had a lot to process myself. Oh man. Yeah. But then we had the whole family around us, you know, um, oh, he did it in front of everybody. Yes, it was Christmas. Yes, oh, wow. Was <laughs> but I, I love it because I'm like, oh, gangster move. She's got the power for life. In fact, I don't know if you ever get to hear how he speaks of you. So I made sure the girls pulled up a clip of him on this show to share with you because I, I don't think you ever get to probably hear how he speaks of you. So let's see what he says here. I I was getting the chills through the book because it is so hard to find someone who's going to like soldier through with you in this world. And um, I, I give her so much credit because, you know, it can't be easy to have to deal with three kids on your own and, you know, doing all that and not having your partner. And so um, I just, I thought she was such a gangster. I think she's so amazing. Yeah, um, she she is. And she's, I, you know, it's an, a, an ability to, if, if I need something or if the kids need something, this family needs something, her ability to whatever she's doing, drop it and handle that. Hey, I, I, I don't know how she, I don't know how she does it, but she has things going on in her own life. Mm-hmm. Independent of me and the kids, you know, she's, she's building her own life Boy, she will drop those things that I had to take care of the family, but it's an instinctual thing. So I didn't even think about it. There's no questions asked. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so consistent. Yeah. It's quite amazing. Aww. Well, you guys, you got me on that one. It's <laughs> a good one to pick girls. I love it. Oh, you got me on that one. Aww. Yeah, you know, um, I think that, you know what, I think that when we, um, 
Ah, okay. I might need a second. <laughs> um, you know, I think that when we choose to go on a journey with somebody for life, in life, uh, you know, I think it's extremely important to understand, like, what do they really need? What's really important? What is really priority? for you, for that person. And uh, for me, I always say, you know, like for me, my family's priority and my family started with Matthew, like, you know, like, so for me, that's priority. And yeah, does it make life harder and more challenging (laughs) and and all of those things? Sure, it does, but I wouldn't have any other way because then I've always been that person that, you know, if work is great, if I'm making money or all this and that, but my personal life is shit. I'm, 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 I'm sad. I feel horrible. I can't find joy on what I do. I don't know why I'm like that, but I'm just wired that way. I'm wired to where. I know why. Why? Because that was what your dream was was to have a different scenario than what you had, right? Family was your number one priority because it wasn't the way you wanted it, let's say, growing up, right? So now you were able to create what you wanted and you hold it so tight. Yes, it is. But, you know, also one thing I've been really kind of, you know, my mother-in-law is 90 now. She's been living with us since, you know, the pandemic started. We, I literally looked at Matthew. I was like, we're going to go, we're going to pick her up. She's coming here. And there was no, not a conversation about it. Like, wow. I think we would figure this out. You know, obviously we didn't think it was going to go for this long. We didn't think that she, you know, you know, yeah. no, we always knew she was going to move in with us. We didn't know what's going to happen this early. Um, but she's living with us. And uh, it, it brings up a lot of things of the fact of, you know, we work so hard, right? We want to like, we want to have our mark in this world and we want to, you know, a legacy. What do we leave behind? What do we, you know, how are people going to remember me, right? When I'm gone and that kind of stuff. And the reality for me with kids is I'm like, man, my, my family and my kids is the biggest legacy that I can leave behind. All the knowledge that I have, if I can't, pass that down and continue that going than what it is that I'm really doing. So even with my work, it's what I'm trying to do with it with women of today. It's what I'm trying, even little projects, you know, little projects that I do or things like this book, just try one by it's about how can I just pass down some form of knowledge or some form of things that, you know, can leave that good presence. So for me, my family comes first. And if that is not well, you can tell anybody that's around me, like in a heartbeat is like, Oh, something's going on. Let's, you know, let's not whatever. And I, and that becomes priority to me. And, and I feel that a lot of people right now have this thing. And I, I made a, I put a post up a, a while ago about something with Matthew, you know, and, and I wrote something about, you know, like I'm behind this in the scenes, right? Like I'm behind him or something like that, you know, at it, you know, that old saying of the man behind the woman, the woman behind the man, right? Yeah, behind oh, the woman behind the man, yeah, man. It's, a, it's, a, it's a great woman, right? And I believe that's true, 
And I believe that people get cut up on, you know, so many people were back. Well, you're not behind him. You know, you're beside him. And I'm like, not really. No. As supporters, sometimes you're behind. Sometimes you're next to it. Sometimes you're ahead. And that's okay. You know what I mean? And that's okay. And that's all right. So I think that, you know, again, we started this talking about marriage and all those things. And I think that getting married, I do want to go back to that because I think it's an important point of people going, well, but you got married, right? So, you know, and I think that, you know, when we got married, we did the whole process of going through the Catholic church and doing the the classes and all of that. I was terrified. I, I was I was terrified. I was for sure. I'm like, okay, after we did this classes, you know, this intense, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if we're gonna make it past this. We're probably kissing all this this thing, you know. And um, it, it, what I learned with that process was really that it actually made us better. It actually got us closer. And getting married did change a lot of things. It really did change a lot of things. And I think that for the better. Yeah. I felt the same way. You did too? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't know it could get better. That's so weird. A piece of paper is what you think it is, but it isn't. It's like a deepening of the bond and it has to just be when you're ready. And that's that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I remember now in that clip, I think what I was referencing was the fact that you told him to go go be alone and write your book. And I was like, what a gangster. Like she assumed all the duties. I was like, I got it. You go do your, your thing. And I'm like, she's amazing. Like, I think just think that it's very selfless. And he obviously very much appreciates that about you. Um, and it inspired me to try to be more like that with my husband. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's yeah. Good. Although I kind of half heartedly will tell him, go honey, but don't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you can go, but please you don't. Know, you have to know what your partner needs, right? Like you have yeah. to know what they need. And I know that he need, like, you know, and we've, we've had that multiple times. Like, you know, when we, when he was, you know, we went through a stage where we didn't like, we didn't come home. Like we were on the road for so much with the kids, with the, like the dog, like, I mean, it was crazy. We would be gone all year and just come home for Christmas and leave again and be on the road. And, um, you know, we had that moment where he was like, well, you know, I have this project and that project and that project. And I don't know how am I going to be able to do this? And I was just like, do you want, I'm like, do you want to do them? Like, it's, is it important? Right. And then we had that conversation. I'm like, so grab your balls and do it. I got you, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll figure out on the, you know, on the way, come on, you know, and he it. did. And he did his, all this amazing work. You know, he went into Dallas by like, I mean, it was, it was, it was a chance. So we've have had multiple times in a relationship that we have that, but I think that it's not unique to our relationship. I think it's unique to anybody that is in tune with what their partner needs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and being able to be not selfish, which is a hard thing for me to be selfish, but yeah. It's a really beautiful quality. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. You got to find the balance, you know, sometimes you got to put your foot down what you need. <laughs> I have an idea for you and I don't know if you've done this yet. Um, because I was looking at women of today and it was amazing. And you've, um, by the way, I'm going to make 
all the recipes, especially the nachos. I was very excited about the nachos and my husband loves nachos. Um, I wonder if you don't share your caretaking journey. That's interesting. Right? Women of today, there are so many women in this country. I mean, primarily the women are the caretakers and families. And it's a, bur- you know, a burden that you take on, right? It's, it's something that you choose to take on most of the time. Um, oh. Or sometimes it falls on the women because the boys in the family don't want to do it. Um, but I think it's a really important journey and it might be something that you can chronicle for your site. That's interesting. How we do it now? I don't know. I see video diaries with your mother-in-law about what it was like for her when you were like, let's go come over the whole journey. I don't know where she's at with her health, but, um, what it's been like for her, what it's been like for you guys, what it's been like for Matthew. I think that would be, even if it's like a little 10 minute video, um, or even five minute video of just you guys chatting, but then maybe a little, I think there are a lot of people that, um, need that comfort of knowing that, um, they're not alone in this journey. I talk about it here a lot because I took care of my mom as well. Um, but I don't think enough people can talk about it. It's very true. That's a great idea. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to put some thought on how to, how to go about it. You know, we've, we've shared the, you know, a little bit of the journey with my mother-in-law more in a fun way. Um, but that's a really good point because it it does, you know, a lot of us go through it and we just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. As you say, we don't talk about it. And a lot of times we don't, we don't realize how much of a um, um, pressure or how much, you know, responsibility mm-hmm. to be responsible for somebody else's life. It's whatever stage that is. It's a, it's definitely um you know, because you're not just responsible for them health-wise. You're like, well, you want to make sure they were happy. happy. Yep. Are they engaged enough? Are they, you know, having yep. enough stimulation? You know, shoot, I had to, you know, start making, doing my mother-in-law toenails every, you know, yep. every weekend because, you know, made her happy. And it's like, you know, you look at my, they're a mess. Her <laughs> first look really good. You know? <laughs> yeah, but just sharing that story. I think is, uh, is really cool because I think, you know, um, you're sharing it all these different journeys on there. And I think that's a really important one. Yeah. It's a really good point because, you know, a lot of women of today, the, you know, the main goal in there is that we learn from each other. Right. When I started, I had so many people say, it has to be your name. It has to be a certain age group. It has to be this. And, you know, what's the business plan? And I say, you know, this is not, I don't have a business plan. And no, if you want to come in to invest and then I have to just talk to one age group, we're not doing this. My goal is that we can learn from each other at different stages of our lives, being younger, older, no matter your color of skin, your background, what country you're from. And we can learn from each other on how to do better. Again, it's not about being perfect. It's not about, it's just about doing better because if we do better in all aspects of life, if we stop and go, how can I do better with my food? How can I do better with my health? How can I do better with my mood? How can I do better how I have conversations with my friends or listen or whatever that is, right? If you can just practice doing better consistently, that's where the big change comes. Yep. 
that's when, you know, you really notice of going, wow, my life just took a 360. And where did it come from? You're like, oh, I've been doing this consistently for a long period of time. And we have so many women. We are, we have men as well, but we are majority women in the community. And we have had so many women share um, how much they have changed, you know? So that's kind of keeps us doing what we're doing there. It is food, it is food heavy because that's what they ask. So the content that you see on the website, women, women of today, it's really things that people are asking us, yep. right. To do. So they ask for a lot of food because I think that everybody struggles with food. You know, I always envy, like when I see friends or people that like, just have it perfectly down mm-hmm. and do that. I'm always sitting there and going, how do you do it? Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, um, but, but it, it is all about that. And I think this journey that you mentioned is idea. It is important one. I'll get my brain yeah. thinking on how to do this. Yeah. And we're better together. All ages, all races. That's what we talk about. And we all learn from each other. So, um, I think, you know, it's, it's always, everyone's journey is a little bit different or there's some nugget you're going to get from someone that you might not get from the other. And so I think that it would be really cool to see that. And we go into different stages of our lives. Right. And I think that sometimes when you're young, you don't give as much value to that because you're young, mm-hmm. you're like, you know, you're going through life a million, you know, miles an hour. And as you get older, you start going, man, like, it's so many stages in life that we change. And if we just have a broader conversation about those stages of life, it might make it easier for all of us. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, it's just my will. Um, and, you know, we just had in the beginning of the year, I'll share, I haven't shared this with anybody, with anybody, but we just had our, you know, our meeting where we look at all the numbers, look at all the, you know, the, the report, right? The yearly report and of women of today. And the page that made me the happiest, I literally put it on my wall, was how diverse we are from ethnicity in age group. Mm-hmm. And right, I, I literally started screaming on the phone call going, see, we did it. I'm like, that's what we wanted from day one, you know, because we have people working with us since, you know, the beginning of this, people left, came back and they're like, yes, you, you know, you've talked about this since day one. And I was like, yes, we, we we're doing it. Like it's, it's there. Like it's, it's, it's happening. Yeah. It warms my heart. It makes me so happy to see it. I love it. Well, you're doing great work with, uh, with the book, just try one bite. Um, which is going to just teach everybody. It'll reinforce it in the kids, but it'll remind the parents that the bag of Cheetos in the car, maybe not the best lunch for you. Look at this illustration, guys. It's just so cute. The parents' faces in it are everything. They're so shamed and embarrassed at first and just like, stay away. It's like, it's, they're just giant little kids, which is hilarious. I mean, it's amazing. The illustration, he did so well, Michael Bald. You know, Mike, Mike Bolt, Bolt. And, um, you know, look, if you told me a few years ago that I would have a kid's book, I'll be like, you're out of your mind. I've, it's never been on my, you know, plans to have a kid's book. But I think that many different ways that we can have this conversation of doing better. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's so good. 
And this is a funny, a bit of a rap, not preaching um, way of getting the conversation going in the household. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Just Try One Bite is the book, everybody. We will put a link to it in the summary of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hopefully this is the the first of many conversations. Um, and uh, I think you're great as always. I've always loved seeing you out and about. You're always as gorgeous on the outside and inside as well. Oh, or as gorgeous on the outside and inside. You know what I'm saying. You're, <laughs> you're gorgeous inside and out. Um, and you're always so lovely to see. And so everybody, the website is womenoftoday.com. We will put a link to that in the summary as well. And um, yeah, anytime you want to come back, please do. This is such a great conversation. I feel feel so less alone in the diabetes world now too. (laughs) All right, Queens. I love her. And she made me want to get my eyebrows done because her eyebrows are perfect. Your eyebrows are perfect well, thank too, you. Kelsey. Thank you. No, hers are like, she's just... What more perfect do you need? Well, I don't know. Hers were just so good. She's just so... like <laughs> in. You said it, but like inside and out, she's just yeah. such a stunning person. Yeah. You know what I didn't go into because mm. we just were running out of time was how good she is with her boundaries. Uh, uh, right? And I was like, damn, we're so out of time. But I just love that. We need to have her back. Yeah. I think Brazilian women are just naturally good at it. That's just going to be my thought. Well, you know, my... <laughs> very stereotype where it's like everybody (laughs) from Brazil is good at it. But I just know a lot of different Brazilian people who are just really good with being firm, fair. I think they're raised a little differently because my aunt's Brazilian and she's the same way. Mm -hmm. She like, she sets, she lays the law down Mm -hmm. and I'm like, damn, okay, cool. Go girl. Yeah. Go off Stella. But yeah, I just think, but even at the end when she was saying, she was like, well, I'm not, I'm not selfish. And you're like, that's a beautiful quality. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, but I could be a little more. It, it's interesting to kind of see that's where that's where maybe her what she thinks her fault is, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like everything else. It's like, oh, my God, you're such like a pure, beautiful person. And she's like, yeah, OK, well, I'm not taking care of myself. I'd be interested to go into that realm with her, too. Yeah. You know well, maybe next time. I think, yeah. listen, when you're giving and a lot of moms do this, they're giving to everybody. Right. Um, you know, she's took under her, her mother-in-law. She is a hundred percent behind, you know, her husband, Matthew and the kids. Mm-hmm. And then she's like eking out her areas for herself. Right. That's when you're like, well, maybe there should be more for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe she's in that place where it's like, oh, what, is there a balance here that we could find? Um, but it was interesting. She had said something. I couldn't remember exactly what she had said about, when she, her dream of like what her family was going to be like. And then when she said, I didn't, I don't know why I'm like this. I'm like, Oh no, I totally know. It's because that's what you always wanted. Um, but I couldn't remember the exact thing she had said it or was, how she had phrased it. I have to pull it up. Cause it's in a, she's more excited that's about right. having a, a peaceful life and a peaceful home. A peaceful life. Yes. A peaceful that's home. what it was. And I couldn't, I couldn't remember exactly what it was, yeah. but I know that that's what she wanted. And that's what she is behind. And I also loved her description about being behind Matthew and how that's okay. Because Agreed. everybody doesn't have to have the same definition of what, you know, your position is. You know, like I know we're all fighting for equal rights and all of that and we should be beside, but for her, she's okay being behind him. Right. And that's okay. Right. And nobody should come down on her for that. 
Um, well, and I think too, like as you could see in the clip that we played, he's so behind her mm-hmm. too. You know, so it's that give and take that she oh. was talking about. And how about her? Like, I know. I I thought about it yesterday. I was like, Kelsey, let's pull a clip of him saying something about her because, you know, when you're the one behind the person, you know, we can say all we want. I can say all I want. Kevin's amazing. He does so much for me or whatever. Nobody ever pays attention. No one cares. And he never gets to hear me say that necessarily unless he's following every interview I do, which is kind of impossible. Right. So I thought about it yesterday and that's why I said, pull a clip so she can hear how he talks about her and how he thinks and feels about her. Not that he doesn't say it to her, but it also feels a little differently and it got her so emotional. I thought that was cute. I know, but you can tell it really is. It's that, it's that give and take. And I don't think she would be as behind him as she is if he wasn't as supportive of her yeah. as he is, you know? Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. Really, really cool. I love her. Yeah. Um, I really want her to come back and hang out again. Cause I love you guys together. I love your chemistry. I thought that was a really great yeah. episode. Thank you. You're welcome. Pooja hated it. Pooja loved it. Yeah. I thought it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was so cute. I liked when she was saying how, even though we're all in different stages of life, like as women, we can really learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I think that's so important, especially like being a young person, like the youngest one on the team and like on the show, like this probably, this might not be something I necessarily would watch, but now I'm like telling all my friends, I'm like, you guys, like, when I know they have like an issue, I'm like, watch this episode. Like, mm. I'm telling you, like, even if they don't, I'm like, this will help us later on, like not have these problems. Yeah. So I thought it was beautiful that she's kind of re, she's doing the same thing, you know, in her way. And yeah. I think we need more content and more, more stuff like that out there. Yeah. Agreed. I was telling Kelsey yesterday, I'm like, people, these shows, this show doesn't exist really. Um, you know, and cause we also cover a broad range of things and you know, it's, I say the same thing. I'm like, we're, we're all on this journey to get better and we are better together and we're learning from each other. We're learning from our guests. We're learning from our experts. And so, um, I'm really glad that you feel that way, Pooj. Thanks. And you're sharing it (laughs) with all the, the young people who, um, my goal is to not have you guys have to wait till you're in your 40s mm-hmm. to figure some of this stuff out. Like, why not learn it now? Why not? Yeah. Right? Well, and I, I think agree. it's cool. And I've told you this, Mary, but it's, I think it's cool and it's amazing that you're talking about it, that she's talking about it. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you guys are just pulling your audiences. I mean, we even had, I had a friend text me during the show that said, did I have a dream or was Ludacris actually on your show? And I was like, no, that was real. And she's like, oh, I can't wait to watch it. So it's those yeah. people that are coming on that are bringing new audiences mm-hmm. like you. You're bringing, yeah. people know you for one thing. And now they're like, oh my God, Maria's talking about mental health and anxiety. And yes. So we're just like continuously growing yeah. and getting better. And I think it's so cool. Yeah. And our, our um, show is growing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, I think we've grown like maybe almost 40%. Yeah. In the last couple of months. So mm-hmm. that's been really cool. Um, so we grow in. We grow in. Thanks to you guys. We getting better. So thank you guys. Uh, if you have uh, any thoughts on today's show, anything that you loved, comment. If you're watching on YouTube, comment below and let us know what you loved. Uh, let us know what you want more of. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other audio device, thanks for being with us. Leave us a, a review if you would. We love reviews. They are like oh, our chocolate. Bread and butter. 
chocolate. Chocolate. I like chocolate better too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're really grateful for all of it. Um, and MariaMenounos.com for the cliff notes of all of these episodes and so much more. Love you all. Be nice people. Make good choices and be present. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.